I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everyone, to the motherland, specifically motherland Fort Salem, specifically motherland Fort Salem's AfterBuzz After Show. I'm your host in all things uh, wizard and witchcraft, Kevin Allen, and with me, I have a fantastic unit of amazing after show soldiers. First up, we have Brian Santos, our freeform super fan and expert. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Super excited. I love all things freeform and especially fantasy. Shadowhunters, I love you. So I'm excited for this show. Awesome. Just so happy to have you here, Brian. Uh, Tori Weaver, my alternate universe lover. Hey, everyone. I'm su super excited to be on the panel and to be the only woman on the panel is super exciting. And our fanatic in all things supernatural, Gunner Texera. Hey, all. I can't wait to start on this show, and I love anything magical, whether it be witches, wizards, and everything in between. I'm so happy to have this panel of, of magic enthusiasts. This is going to be mm -hmm. such a great uh, show after show because we have such a great show to talk about, and we're going to go down everything. We're going to talk about the motherland itself, this fascinating alternate history that we're. Uh, or I guess alternate present that we're in. We're going to talk about our units, the, the trio of witches who we're going to be following this season. And then we're going to get to the spree and that one other witch who um, has a lot to reveal. And we got a, a taste of that at the end of this episode. But uh, before we dive into all these details, I, I thought this was in a fantastic pilot. I, I have a little saying that you can't judge a show by its pilot, but if it has a good one, then it's a great one. And not to say this is a perfect episode of TV, that rarely is a case, but this was a really strong pilot. It did some really smart things in giving us all this information in this world um, without just being like, oh, that's right, you're new here, let me explain. What'd you guys think? Um, I, I Sorry, go ahead, Tori, you first. <laughs> it was a really good pilot. Like you said, I try not to um, expect too much from a pilot because it is the first episode and there's so much to kind of prepare us for the season. But I think it, it did a really good job of explaining everything, but also keeping us entertained and not just boring us with the history lesson of what present day we're living in. Yeah, good point, yes. Brian, you really wanted to say something. <laughs> yes, um, I, I agree. I did like it. For me, it started out a little bit slow. And I think what I was missing too was the introduction of the characters. Um, they were introduced, but they didn't get their names for a while, which was kind of weird to me. Um, so that was one thing I was struggling with, kind of like keeping up with everything that was happening. And then um, I love how it's all women-based, but I did need to see like a male character just for my own thing. Like I love a good, good looking male for some eye candy myself. But besides <laughs> that, yes, uh, it was a great episode. And Gunner, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought this is really good. It was a good start. I felt like they world build and like info dumped without being too, like dumping all the info and making a history lesson like Tori said, but also allowing us to see what the plot is and how the spree have this agenda on their case. And I like that it was, it sets up a good little timeline of where we're going. Yeah, it did a, a really, there's a, a good rule in filmmaking, which is show not tell. And mm -hmm. this showed us everything. Uh, maybe to the detriment of not telling us their names or like real specific important details. But I kind of am okay with that because it makes me more of an active viewer. Like I'm mm -hmm. engaged and I'm like, okay, I got, I missed their names and I got to really pay attention. Um, I thought we got a great understanding of each of our characters just from getting to see a little bit of their home life at the beginning. 
Um, the only thing I feel like we're missing, and I guess it's okay because if we're just focused on the fort, that's fine, but the world at large. Uh, Brian, you were saying that you wanted to see some more male characters. I'm curious if there are male witches, um, mm -hmm. if they have a role in the military at all. Um, I wanna know if there are civilian witches. Um, I, I, Gunnar, world building is the exact right expression. And I wanna mm -hmm. see, I guess, more of this world, but in due time, because like I said, there's a lot in this one episode. Um, so from what we have seen, the motherland, uh, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Uh, 300 years ago around the Salem witch mm -hmm. trials, uh, General Alder made an accord with the US military that they would be not really drafted drafted, but drafted into the military mm -hmm. to help America fight its wars. Magic is a thing, witches kind of rule the military. And um, I don't know, what else did we discover? What else did you guys uh, notice? Um, we know their powers are based off like sound. And I did a little bit of my own research and the creator was saying how it's off vocal cords. And it's supposed to be like that sing-songy effect we saw in um, their like training in the very beginning of the three of them, like all of them standing in that big arena thing. Yeah, that that when we first saw that, I was like, "Did I miss something?" Or just I, yeah, they threw us right into it, and it took me a while to catch up and go, "Okay, it's all about the voice," which is which is neat. I haven't seen magic uh, that focuses on that. Yeah, yes, interesting. I bring up a really good point, just about how they don't necessarily tell you what's going on. Like, I don't think they explicitly explicitly said that their powers are controlled by their vocal cords, but it made you want to pay attention and figure out, okay, how is exactly is this working? Where did they come from? You know, what's their family background? What's the history? What are their names? It makes you really kind of like dive in and pay attention, so you could try to put the pieces together in your head. Yeah, um, I. I think I've got most of the pieces. <laughs> Brian, if you've got anything to uh, share, like, and help me out here. That'd be great. Right. Um, I, I do agree. And I also am a huge fan of supernatural, everything, witches and magic. So I thought it was interesting how they focus on that one aspect of magic, which would be sound. I'm sure we're going to explore more. Hopefully they do explore more of different avenues. And maybe that'll lead to what you were talking about of like, you know, maybe civilian witches who use other forms of magic. So we'll see as the story progresses. But as of now, we're looking towards a sound is their biggest weapon, which is what they emphasize in the episode. Yeah, and one thing I kind of noticed um, immediately with the Spree's first attack with the balloon pop, and the news stated that anybody who was in audible range of the balloon mm -hmm. was affected by it. And so this, my mind immediately went to, okay, so do, do deaf individuals, are they uh, immune to this magic? Um, again, this is all much larger world building than we need to worry about right now, but there's a lot of really interesting avenues to explore with the, this motherland, um, by which I mean the universe that we're in. I'm just going to call it that forever. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things, though, was the customs, like the, the clapping by stomping their feet, um, booing someone, I guess, by making this, that tisking sound over and over and over which was really effective in my opinion. It was weird when she was in that interview and that like all of them clicked on it. I was more confused. I was like, so are these like all extensions of General Alder or are they just like on the same wavelength? That's just like, if someone says like something bad, everyone just starts clicking at them. I took it like her power was so great. It had to 
go through other people or that was a, like, a spell that she yeah. was deliberately getting other people to do her bidding and you know not in like an imperial kind of way like she wasn't mind controlling them but uh-huh. they they became an, an addition of her uh, like a new vessel yeah of a, a trivial task mm-hmm. um i i love how voice was used in and like raising one's voice i thought it was really effective the different ways they did that on the show it wasn't just someone getting louder there was a larger presence mm-hmm. so i would agree cool with that and i think it's television. yeah uh, yes, i think it's definitely um an emphasis of like and also a motif of like raising your voice or like speaking out um of course you know that's very very much feminist vibe so i do agree with you on that that's definitely a huge arc of just speaking out raising your voice and using your voice for something positive or to help others yeah um also in that same, in that exact scene i noticed that all everyone else that was in the room was older um they were older women so i was kind of looking at it as a you need to respect your elders type of thing as well because they were all older than um than the other woman that was speaking. So I was kind of playing into that as well. Not really sure. We'll probably find out in another episode what that actually means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Abigail definitely, she she was walking around in bigger shoes than she actually had. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was definitely like, yeah, these much older, much more wizened women kind of put her in her place. Um, yeah. Specifically the general but yeah they all the women certainly backed her up whether uh by the general's decree or not um <laughs> so that but uh tori let let's talk about abigail like the, one of the first the four-star decorated family it comes from a long line of soldiers in this war uh i don't know what are you guys initial impressions um well i actually really connected to her story when when she was first introduced um her family kind of referenced the line that is big in African-American culture, which is I and my ancestors' wildest dreams. Um, So I immediately kind of was drawn into that story. Um, Also just the backstory of, um, I'm not sure if it was her grandmother or just an older relative who was a slave and then was worked her way up in the ranks and just kind of like taking on that story and relating to that story as a black woman. um, Of course, I'm not going to go join the army anytime soon, but (laughs) um, just realizing that you kind of want to carry that torch and make your ancestors proud and continue to push that boundary and be as great as possible. And I think that also helped me connect into her mindset of wanting to be so great when she got there. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, those are my personal feelings. My first feelings when I was introduced to her character, what do you guys think? I'm really glad you brought that up about the uh, the African American line. I did not obviously catch that. Um, when I hear alternate history of America, my one of my first thoughts is like back when we were building the country, you know, uh, the, the Chinese workers and the African slaves. Like, how are they affected in this new timeline? Um, so I really dig. I really dig what they're doing then with um, this new version of what could be America's history. Uh, Man, that that speaks so much more volumes than I had given it credit for. So thank you for telling me that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was my favorite quote. That was like what I first clinged on to with her character because you see, I love the part about like you're her wildest dreams. I was like, wow, that's such a growth evolution. And I like, I think the, the theme song kind of shows that like uh, her ancestors, I believe it's Bellwether, if I'm correct if I'm wrong, was like one of the first, and that like they found that power in 
the African-American culture and like women of color, like also have their own kind of magic to it. So I found that really representational. That's what this whole show is about is showing that diversity and that magic and power comes from all women in all walks of life. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. I think it's like so interesting to see all the different perspectives. And if I'm being completely honest, all three of the girls did kind of rub me a the wrong way they just did something that kind of irritated me <laughs> in this episode like <laughs> I mean, they, especially Rael. oh my god literally, i could not deal with her they I are teenage to, girls i'm just, just gonna her, like being honest i wanted to slap her but <laughs> um yeah they're definitely all of them they all were definitely super empowering and it was so so in, uh, inspiring to see those women taking action by the same token like they all had their little vices and we all have our vices that we all have but their vices were very strong in the episode and i was like girls get it together please like <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, Bryant, only because I love Tally and Tally can do no wrong so far. <laughs> Literally. And yeah, like she's, she has it together. She gets it. Um, yeah, Rael, there's, there's so many chips on her shoulder and it's, it's hard. It's going to be hard to really attach to her as a protagonist when she's shoving everyone away from her mm -hmm. and, and doing so, I think the audience, in my opinion. But then again, once, you know, w once she gets over whatever she's dealing with, um, I think we'll be that much more attached to her. And I, toward the end of the episode, the the token her father gave her, I thought that whole discussion she was having with Tally was was pretty cool. I I like that. To me, it suggested that she's got doubt in the whole nature of magic, because if this talisman didn't work, then who's to say that all of this is for naught? Right. Interesting. Yeah, but that's just my thoughts. What are your thoughts on Riley? Riley? Rail. Rail. I like her. Great. I'm glad you like her. you, Bryant. She got on my nerves. Um, <laughs> I just, I didn't understand. I understand, you know, the rebellious character and things like that. But honey, if we're in the unit together <laughs> and we're supposed to rise together, you need to get in formation. All this <laughs> practice, you know, going missing, uh, doing things that make you float into the air. No. We can't do that. <laughs> now, you can do that on your own time when it doesn't affect <laughs> everyone else. But if it's affecting me, oh, girl, no. We're not doing yeah. that. So <laughs> she, I just could not. I just, no. She would have, she would have hurt my mouth the first night. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I kept wondering, like, why are you even here? Like, why did you say the words and take up on this mm -hmm. cause if you clearly don't want to be here and yes. you don't believe in what they're doing? Like, Maybe she's that, got a hidden yeah. agenda. Yeah, that's what, Maybe. like, how, um, that's, like, how what I agree with you, like, how I was, like, how Abigail shows so much, like, just strong energy that she didn't call out, like, the very first second, especially being from that military branch family. You would think she'd be, like, soldier, what are you doing? And also, I was concerned, like, where are your, like, your leaders? Like, no one's calling you out for missing magic practice or different. I was, like, where are the actual leaders of this, like, drill, like, drill camp? Like, what? And... <laughs> I like she gives me like such uh trust vibes and divergent like just wants to be like the martyr and kind of that like human sacrifice and it like it's really like it's like empowering and humbling it's like oh i want to sacrifice myself with people i care about but also when the people you care about want to help you and fight with you mm -hmm. you have to accept it and then it gets annoying almost and you're like can you like just take some help and not try to like go out in a blaze of glory like she said and i was like this is really concerning yes yeah, I I, I kind of agree with all that. Mm -hmm. um, anybody got any thoughts on Tally other than me? 
She's my favorite. Love her. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, when we first met these characters, I, I, they were, they, they could have easily fallen into their 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 pigeonholes and their trites and tropes. Um, I don't think they did, but most of all, uh, Tally. Uh, she, you know, she's the meek, you know, night kind of naive one mm -hmm. of the group, you know, who's just really excited to be there. And she could have stayed that character, but then when she like pulled Abigail off and kind of like just like matured in a matter of moments and proved that she's she has a lot of conviction like i was all for that that's a that's a rich character and we're only in episode one yeah, yeah. The one thing i yeah, would say about that is sorry sorry go ahead Tori. <laughs> that read is what made me like her just a little bit even though she didn't really do anything <laughs> but she definitely put abigail on her place because you have all this pride but you were the first one to try to jump shit so yeah. You want to be the strongest one. Being strong is knowing how to not just give up when pressure is on you. And then that's what kind of made me like question Abigail a little bit. Cause it's like, girl, it's only week one. If you think this is hard, what are you going to do when it's even worse? So I felt like, okay, so okay, Tally, I see you because that was mm -hmm. right. But other than that, I need something else from her. Yeah. That was my biggest point. Like it, I actually was able to watch the show twice. And so watching Tally check her again and seeing that, I'm like, this is a really, like I said, a big maturity and a big inflection of her character. Because uh -huh. when I was watching interviews with the cast, uh, the actress always says that in writing, Tally on paper is explained as a living exclamation point. And I said, that's so perfect to describe Tally. And I loved her, like the American spirit kind of character trope she has of like, I love this cause. I love this purpose to do, even though like I, my family personally has seen hardship, like it's such an important cause and experience and choice to make that I want to be a part of it. And I like that you look like check Abby there. So I'm gonna disagree. Yeah. That's actually the one thing I don't like about Tally because I, I was like, girl, when her mother got her out of the lottery of death and she still went and served in the in the army, I was like, sister, you could have just saved yourself your life, but you still did it, you know. So I, I disagree. I agree that she is definitely like super strong and it's definitely brave, but at the same token, I'm like, girl, literally, you could have just like lived but <laughs> we'll see what happens i kind of do want to know her motives because mm -hmm. like it's it not from just from the way her mother was acting i thought that was a big deal that she had the opportunity to not be a part of this but still did it anyway so that so her doing it anyway must be therefore an even bigger deal i gotta know what it is i know they, they kind of mentioned the reasons for being there but they, you know that was all like textual like i want to i want to know what's really going on mm -hmm. in her thoughts uh, Gunner, you reminded me of something. Uh, we here at AfterBuzz love to share entertainment news relating to our topics. And granted, we're trying a whole new format this week. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm so sorry, guys. Remind me, did anybody had did anybody have any news for the uh, topics to share? Um, yes, actually. So we have two bits of no news so far. Um, right now on IMDb, uh, Motherland Fort Salem is standing at a 4.7 out of 10, which isn't necessarily the highest viewing, but it is a pilot. So I think we all have to give it a, like a like second chance, obviously, as a pilot always. Like if you start off at like a nine or out of 10 on a pilot, like the show, that show is clearly on a whole nother like basis. Yeah, um, it's, it's super rare that people like a pilot. So yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't even bother rating them, but go on. Exactly. Um, and then the other cool thing they did was on the Motherland's Facebook um, chat, you can go on there and they had a Ask Me Anything interview with a real practicing witch. Oh, 
Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, it's super okay. cool. It's like a big Reddit chain of the witch, the practicing witch, like sitting there asking, answering questions that people like typed in a message to them. And I think they probably did like a live stream when it first went up, but it's all up on their Facebook, Motherland Sports Salem. So check it out. Looks really cool. That's great. Yeah, I I misheard something. I thought um, I knew there wasn't asking me anything going on on Reddit, but I guess I didn't realize who it was with because um, I was too busy focusing on the Snapchat filter. Hey, y'all, <laughs> Snapchat filter for Motherland. If you want to do that, it's fun. You get stars right here, and they and lighting up for you. It's, kind of, it's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> might as well try it. We're all sitting in the house, so you might as well yeah. just go. Oh, <laughs> it's already it's on my Instagram, y'all. I've already shared it. <laughs> it's you, you gotta you got another like uh, 12 hours i think to see it Ooh. Ooh, get on it <laughs> all right um also we thought it'd be really fun uh we like to do a special segment with adibus tv and since this show is all about women i'm ruining winning like the, the, the real <laughs> moment here since this show is all about women raising their voice and expressing their power through their voice we want to do a segment here where we highlight women who are using their voice to um, do good in the world. So um, did anyone have a woman in mind for uh, recent news? I do. Thank you, Nori. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanna talk about Hillary Clinton. So if you guys haven't seen Hillary Clinton's documentary on Hulu, it was amazing. So, so, so empowering and she, has just been doing such great things in the world and people don't know what she's done. And even though this is about raising her voice, I also like how she's raising her voice subtly, very humbly. Like she's done so much in politics, so much in in everything. She was a lawyer and she's just so, so, so empowering. And the fact that she came back from what happened to her in the 2016 election and is still so strong and still pushing forward and advocating for other women. I love her so much and I think she's amazing. So check out her documentary. It was great. Yes. I'm all for that. Actually, this is going to sound like so political, but my woman that I had in mind was actually Michelle Obama. I know we are all in self-quarantine, so I would really recommend um, checking out her book, Becoming, if you have a chance to maybe order it online um, and read it while we're all trapped in the house. It's a really, really great book, and it gives you a deeper insight to just her as a woman, not just her as the previous first lady, and it's actually been super, super inspiring, so I'm just super excited. I'm actually reading it again, but... um, don't judge me. <laughs> Never. So, Never. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my woman, woman raising their voice goes out to Reese Witherspoon. Thank you for mentioning books because she has Hello Sunshine, her book club organization that is meant to, because it has also helping with women in the film industry and entertainment, but also a book club highlighting female authors to get their books published and out there. I actually have one of them called Once Upon a December. It's about a, it's a cute little love story with a good little twist on it. So I'm really excited to get into that and Little Fires Everywhere. Right. Mm, I actually want to good. start Little Fires Everywhere. I'm Me too. excited to start that. And we're going to try to call this special segment like our unit leaders of the week. So in the comments, definitely tell us who your unit leaders of the week are. And we'll definitely, you know, interact. I'm all for mm-hmm. women empowerment and just like finding new women who are raising their voices, using their voices, empowering other people. Um, yeah. A little tidbit, you know, Debbie Allen has some dance classes on Instagram Live. Since we're all, again, trapped in the house, if you want to check those out, <laughs> go ahead and do it, because I took a class the other day. All right. 
Yeah, thank you for mentioning that, Tori. Because yeah, even though our segment is going to be highlighting three women each week, because there's three women in each unit on the show, uh, there's obviously countless women who deserve recognition. So yes, please read the comments. Uh, we love our fans. We are nothing without our fans. We thank you all so much for making us the ESPN of, of TV talk. And we, we are thrilled when you're part of the conversation. So please go down in the comments and just talk away. I'm definitely going to read them. I always do. Um, and on the subject of more than three witches, let's talk about Sila. <laughs> If that's her real name, what is going on there? Um, I, I'm still trying to gather my thoughts because that I, I, I don't know where to start. I don't know what is at the core or the epicenter of who this character is. So what did you guys find? Mm, <laughs> you know what? She's going to be a mess. Okay, mm -hmm. now I have a couple <laughs> issues because Rayelle already knew that she trusted people too soon. And I'm gonna tell you why, because she was already crying in front of Tally. Y'all only know each other for like a couple of days. And you are <laughs> heart. No, so I already knew that she didn't have a good judgment of character because you don't even know her. You're here crying in your bunk. You know what? So I already knew she was on some mess. And then when we knew that um, Sayel was something part of the spree i don't know what she is yet but not one to be trusted i say you know what this is gonna be some mess <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. a huge mess uh gunner you said you went back and watched it a second time i remember there being a line when they were talking about the spree and being like it could be anyone i don't know did were oh. the clues i missed or yes so with that that's like what it's really it's interesting how they described it because they say it's a parallel hierarchy and so i'm assuming it's almost like i don't like i don't know how would the word be like an oligarchy in the sense that like everyone's a leader and almost like well, it's like a really crazy like mob mentality it's like everyone's a voice but like does that ever really work we all know like there's always like one voice that's louder and yeah complete honesty sila's secret was a bit predictable to me because i saw it in the way she started talking about saying um there's another way and like when they were doing that like moment of like instead of the only way over is under and the only way out is in. I was like, I feel like you have one more thing you want to say, but they cut the scene because she started kissing you. So, <laughs> and then when it happened, I was like, and the kind of the rush scene of them like changing kind of made me laugh. I thought it was like kind of funny. It's like, reminded me of like trying to get out of a costume, but I was like, oh, I knew it. I knew like, what's wrong with you. And now literally like in the promo, we saw like moments that looked like suspicious. I was just like, mm, but I think I want to hope that she, is a part of the spree that's gonna like defect because of love and we hope because i don't want to see Rayel get hurt i don't want to see any of them get hurt i don't want to see them get their hearts broken yeah i agree with that too and i i, I do think it was predictable but i just predicted in a different way i didn't think she was gonna mm. be that girl like the main spree girl that we saw in the beginning i thought she was definitely gonna be working yeah. for the spree but when she revealed herself as that person who caused the mall death I was shook. I was so, so, so shook. And I was like, oh, girl, Rael is just getting hot and steamy with the enemy. And it was over. So <laughs> foolish. <Yeah. Just> foolish. <laughs> She's foolish. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't catch it at all. Like, if that makes you fall, feel any better. <laughs> and my, my brain was like, wait, so, okay, so mm -hmm. Redhead wore Blonde Lady at the mall and then burned off that costume. So mm -hmm. when when Sila burned off that costume to reveal Redhead, I was like, wait a minute, who's the, 
what's the layers? And then I realized it probably mm -hmm. just doesn't work like that. Probably just, it's, like I said, just fire is a costume change. <laughs> uh, so I'm still catching up. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, the spree, uh, there, well, like, again, this is, I think, why I really want to see more of the outside world, the civilian world of witches, because I want to know, uh, I guess, what neutral is, so I can figure out what the spree's like. It, it sounded like the spree is more or less, the spree sounded to me like Fight Club, like just a bunch of rando cells of mm. people all just kind of acting on their own accord, all under the same ideo ideology. Um, God, I wrote, wrote down something. Yeah, because they're opposing systemic ideology. That was like the thing. So that means they have to be chaotic in every mm. sense, like completely um, anarchistic. Uh, and if they're attacking civilians on cruise ships and malls, like, then yeah, that's it's pure chaos. But to what end? That's the question. Mm. That's the question. Yeah, I honestly don't know what the end goal is of this spree. I'm still trying to figure that part out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just kind of like, what is like when it first happened? The first like three minutes of the show when they were uh -huh. showing free. I was like, what? Why is everybody jumping? What is happening? <laughs> like, I made me think of that saying when your mom is like, if they jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off too? And I was like, well, clearly. Oh, <laughs> and, and I was yeah. so, I'm still trying to figure I'm out. I'm so like, glad you found is. levity in that moment because I was <laughs> like, I was aghast watching that. Like, yeah. The, the, the only, M. Night Shyamalan's happening, I don't know if anybody saw it, um, was, it, one thing freaky because it was about like people had been duped into killing themselves i guess and that's what this spell was like it's it's one thing to mind control someone to make them echo your words in a room it's mm -hmm. another thing to get people to jump off a cliff in mm -hmm. mass that is some dark stuff uh brian you're the freeform expert i uh, granted i i don't watch a lot of freeform shows i've seen some but I did not expect this show to be as spooky and as intense as it was. Yes, for sure. Some shows, like Shadowhunters wasn't like that. Um, it definitely was like similar fantasy, witches and wizards kind of vibes, vampires. Um, but it definitely mm. didn't go dark. It was more on the air of like using kind of magic to fight evil, which I'm sure they're doing that here. But mm. they're definitely revealing how powerful magic can be used for evil. So it was definitely interesting. And like you said, it wasn't just like they didn't like do a spell and like kill everyone through like fire or whatever they controlled their minds so that they took their own life which was even like another level of dark so i yeah. think it's definitely going to get crazy up in here yes mm. well i not that i want to end on such a disturbing note but uh, <laughs> as we've been saying all uh episode long there's so much more to see in the coming episodes i i'm really excited to see uh, what happens to the next one, just because I want to know more of everything that's going on. Uh, but in the meantime, we got a lot of really cool looks at magic being performed magically. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think this is a really cool form of magic with the voices. I think this is a really interesting um, system with the, the trio of, of soldiers as units and working up and the women are the, the military. Um, this, there's just so much really cool stuff to appreciate about this show. Uh, any any things you got that we we missed that you guys want to point out? Because uh, there was a lot here. I'm just interested <laughs> to see how this goes. Um, when they were doing the 
the harmonizing, the, I don't know, chorus practice. <laughs> um, groups of three and they were Choir, creating. Yeah. I don't know. Choir. What they were creating, but like, yeah, the, the thing in the air. Um, that was really <laughs> to see because it kind of seemed like Rael has some sort of like strong power or maybe she just has a little bit more control mm-hmm. over her power. I don't know, but it definitely seems like she brings something to the table when she's not doing whatever she wants to do. I'm <laughs> happy that she made it to practice on time because she did it for the rest of the episode. Yeah, she shook hands and had that moment of like, okay, I'm going to try now. Like, I'm going to be committed. And I was like, okay, good. Glad that's taken care of. Thanks. <laughs> About time. So <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen in these coming episodes? I... I think we're definitely, I think next episode or the one after that, we'll start seeing more Tally's powers evolve and what they're going to do because in all the promos I've seen, it feels like Tally's the one with the like hidden powers, which I kind of like that like kind of trope of like the nice, like happy one who's like almost like go lucky has like the darkest, like rawest powers. But I definitely know Rael is going to have when she wants to try, she's that one like when you want to try, I have so much more strength. And I think it's going to give a big power check to Abigail who was a natural at magic and that when she sees someone else almost having more natural instinct is going to push her to, to do better. That'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, you touched on something. I, I can't believe I overlooked. We, not that I, we've seen a lot of Tally's backstory, but what we've seen of it has been not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, of discourse between her and her mother uh, so there, there must be something at home unpleasant that she can draw from. And yeah, and if, and if her and Rael are both holding back while Abigail's trying to like, you know, show what mm-hmm. she's got, mm-hmm. yeah, she might, the, the four star, um, legacy might be left in the dust. Oh. Bye. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Cause I'm all for an underdog. Like, I think it's definitely going to be a test of natural ability and work ethic in this Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you don't have the most like natural ability your work ethic can definitely push you even harder not saying Mm -hmm. they're going to be like lazy because they have this natural Mm -hmm. ability i think it's going to like definitely push them in those two ways um i think also since we kind of started so closed in with just the three girls and just um like how they're maneuvering i think it might like expand as the episodes go on and we'll see a little bit more of the outside world like maybe we'll see their homes and then we'll see how the outside world is dealing with everything and stuff like that. So maybe we'll learn more information as we go. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see all that. Um, I do agree that I think that Tali's going to come and shine and Rael's going to have like that whole hidden power that she doesn't know she has when, like you said, she's not being all like up in her own Kool-Aid. And then (laughs) um, hopefully we'll see Abigail. I think we're going to see Abigail also flop at magic. And like you said, her work ethic is going to bring her back and she's going to be able to come back from it, but she's not going to be as talented as the other girls or like it's not going to come as naturally to her and she's going to have to work harder. What I'm going to call, I guess we're kind of doing predictions, what I'm going to call is I don't trust a drill sergeant and I think she is up to something. Mm. At first I thought it was the general who was like shady, but I think it's actually the drill sergeant. So we'll see what happens there. That's like a wild prediction, but I think it's going to happen. I'll say this. There's something about General Adler that is unnerving. And maybe mm-hmm. it's the fact that she's 300 years old, but still looks like <laughs> she's doing great in her mid 40s. Clearly, she's been like a 
not like a tyrant, but if she's been run, if she's been the general for 300 years at mm-hmm. like the most prestigious fort in the entire military, like there's a little bit of like um, a dictatorship there. Mm-hmm. And I don't really trust dictators to begin with, but also, you know, head of the military for that long, she's going to be morally gray in a, probably a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll see. Like, obviously, she's not with the three in their ideology, but I think her ideology is probably going to be just as strict. And there, there may be tensions with uh, our very well uh, outspoken trio, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, Abigail spoke up and we saw how that went, but uh, who's to say she won't do that again, especially if she's being tested. And Tori, I will say this, even if no one is giving Abigail credit as a natural talent, she's <laughs> the most dedicated soldier. She's got that. Hello? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. She's one to watch. She's one to watch. <laughs> yeah, and we're Don't definitely gonna be watching. Uh, we're going to be watching every week, and as soon as we can, we will be up and discussing the show every week. So stay tuned to us here and uh, follow us on social media. Follow AfterBuzz TV to keep in touch with when we put up these episodes. And uh, my my coven here. Where can everyone find you on social media? <laughs> coven. Uh, I love that. I was hoping someone was going to say it. It had it had to be said at some point. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos, and I'm also on the Katie Keen and Friday Night SmackDown After Show. Awesome. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Toxic Model and on Twitter mm-hmm. at Tori with two E's. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gunner Gunner underscore Thomas eight eight. Oh, actually, Twitter is Gunner Thomas eight eight eight. Eight eight eight. Got it. I like my eights. Okay. Hey, no, eight, eights are great. Uh, <laughs> eight. And y'all can find me on Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham or on Twitter at Kevin Allen Says. Um, Keep your eyes peeled. We're definitely going to be doing that, and we'll see you next week. Have a great night, everyone. Later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.